0: Please note, this show contains strong language and references to human reproductive organs. Some content is not suitable for children, or potentially some adults. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Goodbye Blue Mondays. You think we do this in more populated areas? It's like hardly a soul down
1: there. It's better for the ratings, they say. Ratings? Yeah, yeah, the journey. Of it. They like to ensure the winner has a long track to go for for the prize. You know they want to have the drama of the ticking clock. Will they or won't they make it? You know a bunch of obstacles in their way. It's like uh, real life, old school movie shit. People love
2: it. I'm off, love.
1: Have a good day. Have fun unloading our good tidings.
3: But don't kiss him goodbye or hug.
2: Friendly handshake. Why would I kiss him? I'm actually still mad at him for not getting back to me. For making me worry all night about what happened to him.
0: We man, We gotta stick together. We have to stick together, bro. Hey, Jerry. Yeah, but...
1: I lost my wife and child, you asshole.
0: Oh, my God! Did you just shoot the
1: pilot? Harry, I need you to concentrate. Look at me. We are under... This is good. Let's do it here. Yeah. How's my hair? It's fine. OK. Well, just fine. Are we ready? OK, yeah, fine. Good. Good. Uh, yep. OK, Sergeant, like we discussed. Yes. Just talk to the camera, real authoritative. Yeah. That, right into the lens. Are we rolling? <clears throat> rolling. Begin on the trees, zoom down, land on our hero, and action. And that means go. That, that means camera. <sighs> Go, then when the camera is pointed at you, you start talking, and... So when the... yeah, so when the camera is on me, and then you say action, then... But not on action, when the camera is on me. Because the camera's action, and you're on the camera. Got it. Yeah, got it. Wonderful. Okay, here we go. Still... Rolling. And... Action. Whew. Hi. I mean, hello. I'm Sergeant Nichols. Sergeant Brett Nichols, CPC escort for the GERL. Perfect. <laughs> Around 2200 hours last night upon our initial descent mm-hmm. to, um, mm. to drop a little freedom on this godforsaken conflict country, mm. we uh, we encountered some small arms fire that, that rendered our pilot fatally dead and caused myself and our GERL admin for the region to abandon ship. That, um, how's that? Perfection. Hey, you've been doing the show long? No?
0: Yeah, long enough.
1: Yeah, right. So, uh, when Howard says perfection, do you do you think he, like, he really means it? Or, like, um, I was, I was, I, I was like, that good, or...? Sure. Wow, that's... <coughs> that's a really amazing to hear, man. Uh, this may sound a little surprising, but I've always dreamed of being a star in the streamings.
2: I'm not surprised
1: to take conflict survival to a whole new level. A multi-threaded story of survival, intrigue, betrayal, passion, war. A sweeping story with multiple narrative threads reminiscent of our early century golden age of television. But for the streamies, the audience craves more than the by-the-numbers the by the survival journey, Gary. No, this won't be another Cuba, Gary. You and I both know that was an anomaly. Yes, G- it was. And I've made my amends, done everything the consortium has asked. And frankly, no one even remembers it. It was ages ago. And mm, the point, Gary, the point is, we've been losing the audience. Our attention analytics aren't what they used to be. And this, this is a chance to turn that around. Go big. Bigger than ever before. Again, it's not going to be another fucking Cuba, Gary. I'm talking about creating the most heart pounding, heart wrenching, heart tugging. I can't look away from the screen because I don't want to miss a thing. Reality television programming. Do you ever grace the CPC stream? Oh! Is anybody else here? Hold on. I think we found your guy. Gary, I have to go, but remember this. You brought me here because of my vision and my superior artistry. Who's with you? My director. Mm-hmm. Sure, my vision may be expensive. I, I mean the, the the director. When we're up against Goliath's programming like Puppy chases goat. The show. And Baby sings the blues. The show. You? Gary,
0: <laughs> we're going to be in the show. I don't
1: Gary, you must ask yourself, is there really any cost that is too great? Come exactly, Gary. Howard, are you Find here? that budget. Uh, get the camera on this now, Brett. How good a shot are you? Oh, I'm a fantastic shot. Can you pull your pistol from the holster and then, like, pow-pow? Get him down in one go. Whatever you need, yeah. Oh. I'll be rolling. What are you doing? Don't worry, Harry, I'll get you down. Now start at the gun on his hip. Just make sure you go limp, little buddy.
2: Backage, uh, secured. Scary. I don't think I'm getting through to them. I don't know what in the world language they're speaking. It's English. They're speaking English. Albeit a CC variety. You just you listen through the accent. You'll get used to it. E- everyone, everyone, please stand. I need you to stand back. I assure you, we're here to help. So uh, just let us help the man.
1: Molly, sorry for the silence. Quick we're getting great stuff out her here. How's our star?
2: Oh, there you are, Howard. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, yes, we, we have the transponder sack, but we may, um, well, we may have a problem with the contestant. Star. Oh, yeah, no, uh, right, star.
0: The problem was that Hazil Solorzano appeared to be dead, crushed under the weight of a sack of CPC lottery tickets. All that was visible of the man were his outstretched limbs. That and the small mob of villagers surrounding conflict survival field producer Molly Geary and her crew seemed quite angry about that prospect. While these villagers were most certainly upset that their friend Hazil was possibly most likely, but as of yet unconfirmed, dead, their true frustration was all these paper tickets fluttering about the scene. Slivers of paper getting caught in the grass and trees, under hooves, on clotheslines, in their hair, everywhere. Of course, if they just took a moment to read them, one could assume all that consternation would waver. You see, even though it's stated in bold print on one side of the paper tickets, not a winner, the other side pronounced with just as much boldness, get free same-day drone drop with UR Products, Inc. Visit URProds Inc. today. As everybody knows, Even angry villagers from lowly conflict countries, be they victims of homicide or not, love free same-day drone drop as much as the rest of us. Welcome to Goodbye Blue Mondays, created by Gregory Bain, produced and directed by Gregory Bain and Logan Donovan. But no matter. Consternation was the vibe that ruled this day. It was so widespread it was even being felt in the behemoth offices of the Behemoth District 27 GERL Lottery Transition Center Number no. 3, where Dina Lowry sat behind her normal-sized desk as security specialist Ria Varma explained the reason for their consternation.
2: We've identified the two dozen winning tickets that were stolen from our printing center in Reaganville. As far as we can determine, once these tickets are redeemed, the holders will have infiltrated all our lottery transition centers along the West Coast, and will have done so in pairs. In pairs? Interesting. So we just nabbed them off the
3: buses? I'd advise a less obvious approach. Well, we can't have people cheating the system, Rhea. This is still America, for God's sakes. Well, the American branch of the CPC, but you still gotta win fair and square in this country. Or, or branch.
2: It's right there in the Constitution 2.0. My point is, um, <clears throat> this seems bigger than the stolen tickets. It appears to be organized, and we don't know why exactly. Why? <laughs> That's gold darn obvious! It's the goddamn Global Early Retirement Lottery. Point being, there may be something more at play here. A plot of some kind. You think it's a plot? I think it's a plot. Hmm. Interesting development. Very. A very interesting development. Indeed. So I propose that we allow these individuals to integrate as we would any winner, but. Ooh.
3: You don't think they know, do you?
2: There's no way they could know but as I was saying, I propose we integrate them as we would any other winner, taking them through phase one and two of the transition process. I mean, if word got out. Yeah, a disaster, I know. Do you think we have a mole? Uh, possibly. A rat? That's what we need to get to the bottom of, and that I have a plan for, yeah, which a I A little sniveling traitor rodent of some kind? As I was saying, that I have a plan for, which I would happily divulge if you would just listen to the other- Oh, please stop hey. doing that for the love hey. of God! Hey. hey, get your grimy mitts off my thinking ball. Dina, I need you to look at me and concentrate on the words coming out of my mouth. Then I get my ball back? Then you get your ball back. I'm listening. Thank you. We integrate these infiltrators like any normal winner. Take them through phase one and phase two of the transition process, and then, in phase three, instead of introducing them to the ESOD-F system.
0: ESOD-F stands for Elemental Suspension of Disbelief. Forever. More on that later.
2: Through the pre-retirement simulation process... Rhea,
3: we gotta formulate a plan. Right.
2: Uh, my point is... In phase three...
3: Explainable. If word got out, it'd just be a shitstorm up in here and... Dina, and By here, I mean in my face. Do not let this become a shitstorm in my face. A
2: plan, Rhea. A tangible plan. <clears throat> phase three instead of going through the usual pre-retirement simulations as we normally would to introduce retirees to the esod-f system we put these infiltrators straight into the freeform world building simulation and use the infiltrators neurofeedback to map and explore their memories they'll feel like they're having deja vu reliving some of their recent memories and we'll be able to uncover the true nature of their plot Who's involved? Just how these infiltrators infiltrated the lottery so it doesn't happen again. They obviously had an inside man. Likely, yes. Uh, That's certainly obvious. Likely. Obvious. Yes. So, my plan? Is it even possible? Yes, absolutely. Yes, we've made great strides with the personalization and brain mapping features. I mean, this is totally possible. In fact, very doable. Actionable? Yes. Well, for God's sakes,
3: make it explainable. And I'll run it up the chain. To the heads? To the heads. Monica Levy has clocked in at 8.29 a.m. This one minute before your 8.30 a.m. shift will not be reflected in your weekly pay. Thank you for your service.
0: As Monica Levy clocked in that morning, a morning in which her vibe was consternation, she too was mulling over plans and words and actions. She had thought that by the time she punched her time card, the silly gnawing in her gut would subside but it hadn't. As Monica neared the front of her sex separated line to begin her day of button pushing, in button pushing dock 22, she thought about the first time she met Elliot. Well, got a glimpse of him anyway. It was on a morning just like this, trudging along toward her day of work just like she was doing now, head down just like it was now when she heard the loud, bellowing awfulness that she would later come to know as Jerry Dingle. Glancing over at the mail line to get a look at the source of this bellowing awfulness, her eyes met Elliot, and her heart skipped a beat. This wasn't because of what human people describe as love at first sight. It was due to his uncanny resemblance to a 35-year-old Gerald Levy, her father. When Elliot caught her gaze that morning, she was transported to a moment some 30 years prior, the year before her father's untimely death, when he had looked at her the same way Elliot was looking at her then. She doesn't love me anymore. Beaten, a shell of a man. She didn't, and probably wouldn't.
3: Allura, play something happy. (laughs) No, make that aggressively happy. Oh, fuck, that feels good. Elliot Pilgrim, you, sir, have won the lottery. (laughs) You actually did it, you son of a bitch. Who won the lottery? You won the lottery. Who won the lottery? I won the lottery.
0: Oddly, the only person not feeling the consternation of the day was Elliot Pilgrim. Odd as consternation was his primary mode of interacting with the world. Yet, here he was, dancing and stripping down to nothing in the middle of his apartment, his mood and temperament nothing less than sparkly.
3: No more bubble wrap station 10, no more UR products bullshit! No more Jerry fucking Dingle! Oh, thank ye, thank ye, you merciless and horrible god! I mean, shit, maybe, you know what, that's not even fair. Maybe you're not even so horrible after all. Oh, God, no more of this dreary, awful, lonely apartment. No more missing them every
1: goddamn day. No, this is it. I'm free, finally free.
2: You hear that?
3: I'm free! I won the fucking lottery! Fuck you,
1: nobody gives a shit.
0: Elliot had returned home en route to Municipal Pickup Zone 6 to spray off the stench of the manhole, change into his second-best middling suit, and retrieve his most prized belongings. But as he stood there, disgustedly watching the actual visible stench of the manhole wash down his shower drain, he realized that if he were to truly embrace this new chapter in his life, he would have to leave everything behind. Everything. All the reminders and remnants of his life past. All the things that had kept him going these past few years. Everything's gotta go. A clean break, as human people say. Yeah, a clean break. As he pulled on his second best middling suit, he considered the symbolic act of burning down his apartment and everything in it. (laughs) That certainly would be a clean break. Yeah, but come on, this is an apartment building. Other people live here. Shit, kids live here. So, he thought the better of it. Besides, he had used all his matches at his last meal in this very apartment, and currently had no way of creating fire, rendering the prospect moot. Anyway, still though, it'd really drive home the clean break part of this for me. It would take him a moment to let go of the rebirth by fire notion. Thanks. The bowels of U.R. Products, Inc. are monitored at all times via cameras controlled by human people and roving security bots equipped with the latest sex identity scanning technology. Enforcement of sex segregation was taken very seriously at U.R. Products, Inc., thus the fake penis, bulky coveralls, and baseball cap Monica adorned as she made her way through the male sex section of bubble wrapping station.
2: Elliot? Are you in here? Jerry?
0: A little disturbed by her realization that her infatuation with Elliot arose from the connection and later pity she had felt for her own father, and what that turning into something romantic might mean, she decided that she would, in her own thoughts, suck it up and give Elliot the damn ticket, and that she would do so in a purely friendly manner, avoiding eye contact or conveying any feelings about the matter. She would play it cool and say,
2: It's your lucky day. You just won the lottery.
0: And continue with,
2: You don't have much time, so you better get going. Don't want to miss that bus.
0: Then offer a friendly handshake that she would deliver warmly, but not too warmly.
2: Have a happy retirement, and don't forget about me. And just, please reach out every once in a while. And why didn't you text me back last night? I was so worried about you and I cannot believe that you chose to hang out with Jerry over me. I mean, what is wrong with you? I thought we had a connection.
0: She was still working it out in her head. Even though it was quite apparent she was most definitely alone in Bubble Wrap Station 10, which now had her more worried than she had been 10 seconds ago.
2: Damn it. Where did you go, Elia Pilgrim?
0: At that moment, Elliot was looking at himself in the mirror, fresh-faced and fashionable, feeling a newfound rush of anticipation. Hello, stranger. You, sir, are less than two hours
3: away from being on your way to paradise. All this,
0: it's rear view now. Was something he was certainly telling himself as he took one final glance at the last pictures he had taken of his wife and child. Maybe it might take a moment, or a day, month, or maybe much, much longer to fully let go of his past. But for now, he was going to hold on to this happy feeling, albeit completely out of character for him. Yes, today he would exit his apartment on a high note, leaving everything behind, marching toward a future full of promise, gliding high on a feeling that nothing or no one could ruin his triumph.
3: You? How, how did you find me?
0: Well, no one but him. Goodbye Blue Monday stars Logan Donovan as Elliot Pilgrim, Jennifer LaFleur as Monica Levy, Travis Schwartz as Jerry Dingle, and Jonathan Freeman as the author. With John Hudson-Odom as Howard Avery, Braxton Molinaro as Harry Truman Wolf Gunner as Brett Nichols Alex Kyle as Molly Geary John Clavier as Devin Mitchell Lindsay Pulsifer as Dina Lowry Megan Ketch as Rhea Varma Written by Gregory Bain Produced and directed by Gregory Bain and Logan Donovan Sound engineering by Darren Augustus Music by Ryan Bain Sound design, mix, and master by Gregory Bain Goodbye Blue Mondays is a lovely machine and story engine production Developed by the Story Lab Collaborative If you've enjoyed listening, please take a moment to rate and review. And don't forget to tell all your friends. We're sure they'll be eternally grateful to you for sharing your exquisite taste. For more information, artwork, and merch, please visit GoodbyeBlueMondaysPod.com.